This show is brought to you in part by Temple Sporting Goods, powered by AdCraft. For more information on creating great gear for your team, contact them at 563-243-1304 or at templesports.com. Hey, NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe here doing a solo pod this afternoon. I am here with Coach Mike Feminist from St. Xavier. Coach, how are you doing this afternoon? Doing great. Awesome, awesome. Are y'all uh, kind of uh, adjusting to your to your new norm at this point? Well, I, I don't think we had a choice. You know? Right. And, um, you know, I don't think anybody has a choice, but I, I think we're doing I think we're doing the best we can. You know, we're we're in uh, daily communication with our players. Uh, you know, from a from a workout standpoint, um, uh, I'm on a I'm on a consistent communication basis with our with our players and our parents, uh, you know, both the returning guys and the, and the newcomers. So um, I, I think we're doing everything we, we possibly can, you know, from, from our end to, uh, you know, keep the guys accountable and, and make sure they're doing the things they're, they're supposed to do. Um, but this is certainly new territory for everybody. Absolutely. Is y'all just using like uh, phone calls or are y'all do, using any technology or anything like that? Well, the um, our, our, with our assistant coaches and, and our strength and conditioning coach, uh, they're communicating through a through an app, you know, Huddle and Team Builder. Um, uh, mine are mine are emails to the to the team and and parents, and then uh, as well as texts, and then uh, I'll be having one on one FaceTime meetings with uh, individual meetings with our with our returning players next week. So. Uh, I'll go ahead and get to the football. I'm sure everybody is tired of hearing about coronavirus that's listening in in here at this no. point. Um, taking a look at last year, you you did um, a great job going through um, the Midwest there, um, and you you pull a a first round upset, um, as it were, uh, sort of like last year, and. What was what was your thought when you get the draw for that second round game and you go them Morningside again? That's three years in a row. Well, I I told uh, I told Coach Ryan when I got there that I I forgot I forgot to bring the turkey because we've uh, is three three years in a row now we we went there on on Thanksgiving weekend. Um, so, you know, the, the, uh, I, I never really look at it like that because the, the reality is, um, you're, you're going to have to go through them sometime. And, um, when you're talking about the, 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 the top programs in the country and, you know, who's won the last national championships, you're, you know, you're talking about Morningside, you're talking about Mary, you're talking about St. Francis, Indiana, and, and, and you're talking about St. Xavier. You know, even though it's been about uh, you know eight years now for us, uh, but those have been the dominant programs, you know, in in, in the NAI, and and uh, I certainly love playing those games. I mean, there there's uh, uh, the ones that you win fifty to nothing for me aren't aren't a lot of fun. Uh, I love challenges, and and um, you know, I, obviously with what they've done for the last couple of years, uh, actually what they've done for, you know, a good 15 years now, but, uh, you know, specifically, you know, when the last two national championships, um, 
you know, you, you, you love to get to, you love to have that challenge and, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep, We'll keep. Uh, I'll keep taking. Uh, if I if I could have Thanksgiving every every year, and somebody can tell me that I have, I'm going to be playing on Thanksgiving weekend every year, I'll take it. And uh, and uh, I, I would assume at some point they're either going to be they're going to be there in the quarterfinals, or semifinals, or finals. So one way or the other, you're going to have to go through them. That's the point. Now um, at St. Francis of Illinois, where you went to went to college, uh, you played uh, linebacker there. So just gotta. Gotta get you to tell me what separates a good linebacker from a great one. What do you What do you look for when when you're seeing that development? Well, well, the first thing is it's a much different game now than the one I played. <laughs> I would I would be uh, I would I would struggle in in, in this year's game because I, I didn't run real well. I was uh, I was an old time middle linebacker, um, uh, so I, I probably would have struggled against uh, against the spread offenses of, of today. Um, but you know, the, from a, from a physical standpoint, I, I think the biggest difference now between between now and, and the way it was before the the linebackers now athletically almost have to be like DBs. You know, they they've got they've got to be able to run. They got to be they got to be athletic. And uh, you know, when you got because you got all the RPOs and and the people spreading you out. You know, those guys have to run, and and um, it's a little bit different than it, than it was. Back, back in the day, um, but first and foremost for me will always be I, I, I always considered myself to uh, to be a smart player. Um, uh, my advantage was I, I you know, I, I got to figure out I, I was able to figure out a play before it happened, and and um, you know if if a if a linebacker you know has that gift uh, can develop it, um, you know that's gonna that's gonna give him an edge. If he if he knows the defense and he's he's a good key reader, um, I think that's for me that's a that's a starting point. Now you had a good linebacking core last season. Three of your linebackers were named All Conference uh, in the Mid States, and you've got two of them coming back: um, uh, uh, Joey Marasovich, uh, Danny Siraco, and you're losing one, Josh Hediger. Um, talk about talk about those three guys um, for me. Well, Josh is a Josh is obviously a, a huge loss. I mean, he was. Uh, I mean, Josh got All American recognition, and, and there's no question he's one of the best players in any I. But um, I was even surprised he got the recognition because he, he he only played half the games in our season because he was hurt. He had a he had a legitimate uh, MCL tear. He came back uh, at the end of the year. Um, wasn't anywhere near 100. percent I'd say if he was 70 percent for the, the playoff games that he came back, that would that might have been an exaggeration. But um, Josh is a freak for our level. I mean, he's one of those guys. He's he's 230 pounds and he was as fast as a lot of DBs. Uh, very intellectual player too, so he's he's very smart. Um, and you can use him in a lot of different ways. You know, you put him on the edge, rush the passer. Uh, so he he's going to be a, a huge loss for us. Um, Joey Markasovic, uh, he's everything that we thought he was going to be. He's a he's a really good sound linebacker. Again, very smart kid. I think he's got a GPA of about three point eight, um, maybe even more than that. Um, but he's he's a very smart football player. Um, very sound, does all the right things, um, and probably for the the course of the year with with Josh being hurt, you know, he was he was definitely he's probably our best defensive player all, all around um 
on a consistent basis throughout the year. So uh, to have him for two more years is huge. Uh, Danny Sirocco, um, um, you know, he played behind Josh last year. Um, and, and Danny is a kid now. Danny ended up, he started for us as a true freshman and was an all-conference player. Um, he's a, now he's a, he's a tough, hard-nosed, old-school type of, type of linebacker. Um, and, you know, you fast forward a couple years later, you know, he was playing behind Josh. Uh, but the way we do things defensively and, and, and you know, with Josh getting hurt, uh, you know, Danny saw a ton of playing time. He ended up probably getting three-quarters of the snaps throughout the year. Um, was obviously playing full-time when, when Josh got hurt, but uh, he played an awful lot even before that because um, of the different packages we do. But uh, Danny's probably, um, you know, he's, he was registered his freshman year, so he'll be a fifth-year senior, and he's very well respected by the guys uh, definitely one of the leaders on our team, no doubt. Now, you also lose um, a couple key pieces on offense. Um, your quarterback, Alex Martinez, had a really nice year, almost throwing for 4,000 yards and 32 scores. Um, and you lose a couple of, uh, if you average them together, they're darn near both 1,000-yard receivers in Harold Davis and uh, Nick. I'm going to try that at Krzyzewski. I, I could help you out if you want. Give me Help me out, Coach. It, Shizuzuki. Woo! Yeah, that was yeah. not where I was going to go with that. Say that real fast ten times. Yeah, right. Um, so how do you, especially in a year without a spring, how do you figure out how your offense is going to play? Well, uh, good question. I met with my offensive coordinator for about five hours today. <laughs> um, we kept our distance, but we but we met. Um, so, you know, here, here's our situation where we, uh, won our top two returning receivers, uh, uh, just, uh, Justin Pringle, we got, we have veterans, Justin Pringle, uh, Jacob Ludeman, who are going to be very good players for us and who contributed, uh, a, a year ago. Um, we've got some other veterans that, that are going to be competing for, for playing time, uh, we got a couple freshmen that we think are physically ready to play. Um, so the the cupboard is not is not bare. We're definitely gonna you know you're definitely gonna miss uh, a guy like Nick and, and a guy like Harry. You know those are uh, Nick was a three year starting receiver for us. Harry was a three year starter plus. Um, uh, All conference guys, uh, you know they, they're really good. But our cupboard is not bare. Uh, quarterback wise, uh, Alex had an outstanding career. Yeah, he, uh, he had. A phenomenal, phenomenal season for us um, a year ago. So we're definitely going to miss him, and yet, you know we feel like we have uh, uh, some guys that are that are coming up the pike. They're going to be good football players. Uh, you know, John O'Sullivan was a kid we redshirted last year. We think has a chance to be an outstanding player. Uh, we've signed a good a couple of, of really good uh, freshmen that we think are going to be good players. Um, uh, one transfer, and then uh, and then we literally just uh, within the last forty eight hours signed a, a, a grad transfer, um, a local kid who was uh, he was a quarterback in high school, dual threat kid in high school, um, played at Indiana for a year, and then uh, transferred and played at Northern Illinois for uh, for for three or for two, and um, 
played running back in both of those places. So uh, he's going to get the opportunity to play quarterback here, but um, he understands that if, if someone else is the best one that, uh, you know, he, he's made it clear that he'll, he'll do whatever he has to do to help the team win. So um, great pickup in April. A uh, legitimate Division One athlete. Uh, he's our first grad transfer because we've uh, at St. Xavier. We, I know that it's, it's been around here for a few years now, but we've, uh, as a university, we we have not, uh, you know, gone into that um, realm of recruiting uh, until this year. So uh, he's he's definitely uh, a big one for us. I, you've piqued my curiosity now. Um, this wasn't the question I was gonna ask, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, have you seen a lot more of that in, in recent years, these NAI schools going after the grad transfers? Uh, as a matter of fact, yeah. <laughs> We've, uh, a lot of our opponents have them. And, and uh, uh, I remember being at the at our convention, we were talking about, uh, that was one of the topics, uh, grad transfers. I don't remember the school, but I think it's one of the ones uh, – I want to say in the frontier, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I want to say they had 12 grad transfers, and I, and I, and I, <laughs> and I about fell out of my chair. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it's, you know, it was one of those things, I think, I guess when it first started, it, it was probably more of a D1 thing or FCS thing, but uh, it, it's definitely trickled down to, to our level, you know. And, and, and um, for me, I – you know, I, I had mixed the most mixed emotions on it. Um, I was actually a little bit confused by it at the very beginning, but um, you know, we we've had interest of, from these guys in the in the past, and I just and I was just very honest with them. I said, we we as a university, we have not, you know, we, we're not doing it. Um, but uh, we have a, a new athletic director, uh, Allison Kern, and. and uh, you know, she, she supports it. And, um, uh, the kid that we're getting, uh, Tommy Mister, he's a local kid, uh, from St. Rita high school, a really, really good kid, uh, a quality young man. And, um, so for us, uh, you know, Christmas and April, you know, he's, he's, he's an awfully good player. You had mentioned your, your offensive coordinator. Um, he's going into his 22nd season at St. Xavier, just as you are. Um, you're more of a defensive guy, like we talked about. He's more of an offensive mind. Talk about um, y'all's relationship and how that helps you manage uh, your team better. Well, I, I brought Mark with me when I got the head coaching job in 1999. And at that time, so he was, uh, I mean, I was a young head coach. I was only 30. And um, uh, he was actually only 26 at the time because he, he played at St. Francis uh, as well. He was my first year coaching there in 1990 uh, was his freshman year. He was a, he was a center. Um, so uh, he got into coaching like I did right after he got done playing. Uh, he was an assistant offensive line coach at St. Francis. And so when I got the head job, uh, I brought him with me. Um, I guess you could say we groomed him for a few years. He was our old line coach um, for the, for the first four. And then uh, he's been my OC since uh, 2003. And, um, uh, you know, he's just—I wouldn't trade Mark for for anybody. I, I think he he legitimately can be an offensive coordinator at any Division One school in America. I I really believe that. Um, 
he absolutely understands every facet of the offensive side of the ball. Um, offensive line play first and foremost, but the running game, passing game, he, he knows it all. And, um, you know, it, he, he's, <laughs> I work with him, um, and, and, you know, part of the plan and everything else, but, uh, Mark and, and, and his guys are doing 99% of the, the work uh, on, on the offense side of the ball. And it's, um, you know, it's just a, it's a feeling of comfort for me that, uh, you know, you have somebody like that, that that you can rely on, and 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 he's and he's and Mark is Mark's the ultimate team player. You know, he'll do whatever's asked. If there is a situation on whatever it is, fourth and one, third and one, and, and he's thinking first down, and I'm thinking, you know, go for a home run, then then you know he knows that I I'm on the phones and I can make that call at any time, and we just we have a great relationship that way. Uh, but uh, he's I, I wouldn't trade him for anybody. He's as good as it gets at our level. I'll ask the uh, the John Cooper question that that he loves to to ask. Um, game is game is close on the line. You need a couple of yards to keep um, to keep it going. Get that first down. What uh, is the run play that y'all are wanting to to go with? Oh, <laughs> that's uh, well, that's 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 an interesting that's an interesting question. Now, are we on the three yard line, the two yard line, or the one yard line? You said we needed two yards. Yeah, couple couple yards. Uh, you need uh, you're you're needing the first down. Let's say to at least get into uh, field goal range. You're down like you're you're down by two. We're we're down by two. Okay. Well, uh, who are we playing? What's their defensive front? What's their defensive <laughs> philosophy? Oh goodness! You're de- all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, let's I'm see. Gonna send, I'm going to send that question right right back. Hey, so hey, I'll take it. <laughs> um, let's let's say you're you're playing um, your Wisconsin team that um, that uh, y- uh, I think y'all are playing at one of the Wisconsin schools we're, next year, right? We're playing Wisconsin Whitewater. Let's say that y'all yeah, played so them good. I gotta, I gotta tell the, I gotta tell them in an interview what I'm gonna run on. on, on <laughs> no, that's true. Day. Okay, fine, fine, fine. All right. Uh, <laughs> I I can respect that. I can respect all that. Right. Oh man. We in all honesty, to be if you want to be at at two yards, that that for us there there is not a definite. There is not a definite run play. There's definite. There's not a definite pass play. It, it really is a it really is a, a game to game type of situation. Now we we've got a we've got a much smaller playbook for for that situation, but every week's a little bit different. That's as good an answer as any coach, to be honest with you. I'll take you I'll go. take that answer as much as I would as as much as I would belly. Okay. All right. So uh I appreciate you coming on the show uh tonight, coach. We'll be watching to see what y'all do in twenty twenty. Um, hoping we get to see a full season that starts on time. Um, I hope so too. So I'll work into that. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for coming on. Have a good one.